Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Brodeur snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Remember what I said last week? Brace yourselves. We are going to be doing a four-part crossover episode with Locked On Ducks. That's right. Jason Hernandez is joining the show, and we are just going to be talking about all sorts of stuff all across the board. We're going to be talking about hockey. We're going to be talking about our personal lives. We're going to be talking about Nickelodeon. We've basically talked about everything. And by the way, during the time of this recording, it is 8-24-2020. It is Kobe Bryant Day. Happy birthday, Kobe Bryant. Yesterday was his birthday, or at the time of this recording, 8-23. And obviously, he wore the jerseys numbers 8 and 24. So long live a sports icon. I'm sure he inspired a lot of hockey players as well because his expertise and you know his idolization goes far beyond basketball and far beyond sports in general because you could be a custodian, but with Mamba mentality, Kobe would inspire you to be the best damn custodian in the world. So happy birthday or happy belated birthday to Kobe Bryant and happy your holiday 824 Long live the Black Mamba, long live the fadeaway, long live a sports icon. We miss you, Bean, and just long live you. We miss you, and until we all see you again in the next life. A little bit of a preview. I'm not sure when this is going to happen because we did touch on it in, because this was basically hours and hours of conversation between me and Jason, but he did talk about Kobe Bryant, and interesting fact about Jason, this is sort of a prelude to what we're going to be talking about. He attended Kobe Bryant's first game as a rookie, and also his last game at the Staples Center, so Jason sure does have a lot of great stories to share, and I'm not sure when we're going to talk about it. I'm not sure if it's going to be in this episode, the next episode, the next episode after that, or, you know, part four, whatever, but you know what? we are going to be talking about in this crossover so we're jumping all over the board and you know what inspired these episode ideas it was because he told me that he did a Seinfeld episode one time and you know he like I said he does locked on Anaheim Ducks so uh, he just said, you know, we'd like to jump time to time, especially when both of our teams are not in the playoffs and both of our teams suck both of our teams have a long progress ahead But you know what? It's a lot of fun just to talk about other things because we don't have to just be talking about the New Jersey Devils. As I stated in the first episode, we don't have to be talking about uh, the players. We don't have to be talking about all sorts of stuff. We could just talk about other things. And you know what? Jason introduced me to that. So I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to bring Jason in in just one moment. And joining me via Uber Conference, he is the host of Locked On Ducks. Please welcome Jason Hernandez. Jason, how you doing? Hello, I am steamy right now. It's about 107 with humidity out here. Uh, For those in Southern California, it is hot, it is humid, there's thunderstorms, there's blackouts. We're getting all kinds of crazy stuff down here. Otherwise, it's great. So let's hope you can stay on for an hour. Yeah, how about that? Let's hope. Oh, boy. So, so yeah, I, I feel bad for you, but uh, I feel more bad about your uh, mighty, mighty ducks. Or are they mighty? What, what's been going on with them? The once mighty ducks are currently on the doldrums of their slash rebuild, slash retooling, slash re whatever you want to call it. They're in the middle of trying to resurrect their team. And in doing so, we could have seen the last of Ryan Miller. 
Ryan Getzloff could be on his last season as a duck. We don't exactly know what's going on. We know there is some kind of youth movement going on, so there's some excitement. But other than that, the team's kind of in flux. Oh, boy. we know. I know about that all too well because the Devils, we were trying to contend uh, just like uh, like a, a year ago because, you know, we made the playoffs prior and then we missed the playoffs and then we were just like, okay, let's get someone else to try to help our team. We get P.K. Subban and we go even further behind the eight ball. So I wouldn't say we're in like in shambles, but, you know, it's not looking good so far. We had to get a new GM. Uh, we had to get a new uh, coach. So, yeah, we, we, we're, we're in shambles right now. So uh, any hope for the uh, uh, hopefully soon to be Mighty Ducks once again? Uh, maybe. Maybe with the draft and that's down the road. As far as next season, eh, I'm going to go no. <laughs> Not in the oh, next no. season. No. Uh, well, a couple of things need to happen. The Ducks have so, re-signed a multitude of their players, at least. So really? that's good. Yeah, and on cheap on cheap contracts, that's the best thing the Ducks have done in the offseason is they've had a lot of one-year, two-year extensions that are worth no more than 1.2 AAV. So as far as that's concerned, that's a positive. And maybe they'll get rid of Michael Delzato, who has underperformed as a as a duck. I know too much about uh, players underperforming. Jack Hughes statistically is the worst uh, performing first overall pick since the 90s. And it's just like, dude, we drafted you first overall, and I need you to gain some weight and just uh, be better than what you are because right now you are not helping our rebuilding process. You're supposed to be uh, in, in full swing. Yeah, and meanwhile, the other Hughes is still in the playoffs right now. Uh, yeah, don't don't rub it in. <laughs> well, he's he's done well. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, well, yeah, his brother, I believe, is already an all star. So, if uh, yeah, I I can confirm that he is an all star. Just to rub it in further. Yeah. So, so here I we mean, as, as much as much as I jest about it. Uh, look, both players are fantastic, and both Hughes brothers have a lot of great potential and, frankly, should be doing better in New Jersey, but is not, which is more disappointing than anything else. I thought New Jersey would be a little further ahead. I thought so, too, but it's just like, like I said, we just made some bad decisions, and um, obviously yeah. we had to trade uh, away Taylor Hall, which, by the way, that that Coyotes game, what about that? Which one? The one where Darcy Kemper saved the day or the one where they crapped the bed? Uh, I was talking about crap the bed. Because, my God, they, they give up a touchdown. <laughs> that was horrible. I felt oh. so bad for Darcy Kemper on those first two periods because a couple of those were not his fault. A couple of those were the defense pretty much left him out to dry. And then you had Antti Ranta in that third period, and he gave up Well, I thought was a filthy goal. I'm sorry, but... Colorado is also that good of a team. All the way back in September, they were my pick to win it all. And I'm not going to take back what I said before. I'm not going to eat my words. I'm just going to simply say that Colorado might be the best team in the NHL. And that's just Colorado being the avalanche. Colorado, yeah, the, the avalanche, they put an avalanche on those coyotes. Uh, yeah, pun Ooh. intended. 
pun, pun intended. But uh, what, what was I saying? But yeah, it was just like uh, Darcy Kemper. When do you stop blaming the goalie and start blaming the defense? Because I, I've, I'm a play-by-play announcer for a hockey team, and we were playing this one team, and we beat them ten to nothing. But the goalie had like we had like a hundred shots on goal, and you know the goalie saved ninety of them. So that's pretty good. But like what? See, so you've, like so you've done defense. announcing. You've been on the play-by-play side. I've been on the color commentary side before, so I can relate to that. So, man, I've got to get together on that. Yeah. One one thing that happened there, as you alluded to, Darcy Kemper is a premier goalie. He has been for a long time. And I'm going to go on the Wayback Machine here because I'm in Southern California. He played out here with the Ontario Reign back in 2012. And he led the Reign to almost the title back then in the ECHL Kelly Cup days. So, yeah, that's how far back I'm going. And he had an almost flawless record in about 10 games. He got one loss. That's it. One loss. That 7-1 drubbing is not all on Kemper. Nathan McKinnon was back in MVP form. Nazim Kadri pretty much went wherever he wanted to go. That's the sad part is Arizona just let them go where they wanted to go. They almost felt resigned to lose once they hit three nothing it's like no don't give up that easily it's only one period now they continued playing like they lost that's really what it was hey i don't mind if arizona loses because we have uh their number 18 pick and if they lose uh if they lose then our pick will stay at number 18 around that area but if if they advance that pick is going to be no higher than 28 so I'm okay with Arizona and Vancouver losing their series. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I didn't expect I didn't expect them to lose that bad. Like, neither did I. That's just pathetic. So, since you're a play-by-play, take us back to that Kale McCarr goal where he undressed Andrew Goligoski. If you remember that one. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh. So, so, so for my view, so for my listeners who don't understand, you want to provide some background information as to, as to what happened because I, I, because like on my show, I always try to provide uh, the detail of what happened, and then I give my insight as a play-by-play announcer because I've done this before. See, I usually give my insight as a color man because I'm usually the second guy in. So right. Kel McCarr streaks down the middle, gets a filthy dangle right on center ice, then undresses Andrew Goligoski between the faceoff dots. Moves to his left, deeks, and scores it right off, right under Antti Ranta's pads. That was Ranta's first shot seen as the goalie. And Kel McCarr just did that to a veteran and a goaltender on the first shot attempt of the third period. Yeah, so I did I did see that. And I, I would be pulling out my hair if I was a coach, let alone uh, being a play-by-play, because that, that just shows no effort. Because it's just like... Um, when I was doing play-by-play for for the game I was alluding to, when when our team beat um, uh, the, the I don't want to name the college because you know I don't want the college coming at me because uh, uh, for privacy reasons, right. I, I just said you got to stop blaming the goalie and start blaming the defense because you're putting no effort into it. Like that shouldn't happen to any player, let alone a veteran. Because mm-hmm. um, as a veteran, I don't expect you to make those boneheaded plays. You're out there for a reason. You're meant. You're there to set an example. Now, albeit a veteran is prone to make a, a mistake time to time, but not a mistake like that. That was just, they made you look silly. Like, what was no. that? Goligoski is not a bad skater either. That's what oh. makes it worse. So just looking at that play, first off, I do have to give credit to Kill McCarr. 
He is the rookie of the year. He is. Right. That but, was a pro play. Yeah. No way should a young guy do that to a veteran, though. That was you're supposed yeah. to show this. You're supposed you're supposed to show that young guy. Welcome to the league, kid. Here's how we play it here. You're not in, yeah. from wherever you came from. You're not from a college. You're not from overseas. You're not from uh, what, what whatever uh, travel team you play for. This, Especially this is if big you're a big experience. guy. Especially if you're a guy like Andrew Goligoski who can throw his body around. Don't let him get around you. Just just shove him down. Don't worry yeah, about the puck. Just shove him down. Prevent the play. He, he has the puck. You're not going to get called for a penalty. Do that. No, he didn't even do that. It looked even pathetic. Even if he did do that, I would much rather you put some sort of effort than um, just let him go by and get an easy goal because we're already down. We don't need boneheaded plays like that. And, and you know, I just hate it when that happens because uh, one time when I was calling play-by-play for, for my team, um, we were playing the number one ranked team in the nation. 20 seconds into the game, they get on the breakaway and they score with ease. And here's what happened was my team was in the was in their respective zone. We were passing the puck around. They got a little too sloppy. Uh, the other team is able to uh, steal the puck away, go on the breakaway. I, at first, I was just like, okay, the puck goes out of the zone. They're gonna have to come back to neutralize and reset. I was like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, that could be trouble. And they and the opposing team scores, who's the number one ranked team in the nation, as I said. I'm like, that's sloppy. That's terrible. That should not happen. Like what? what Even against the number one team. No, like, just like, wow. You, you have to tighten up when, 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 when the stakes are high. Like, uh, so you're in the NHL playoffs right now. Obviously, you haven't played in a few months. I guess that's uh, also an issue. So we're seeing a lot of these games where players are just like uh, not at their full strength yet because they took like a what, like a four month hiatus. Yeah, four months or, or off. Yeah, four month hiatus or, or or something along those lines, and. Um, because, uh, you know, we, we see that five overtime game. We see the 7-1 blowout. We see these games just going to OT left and right. We we, we see uh, just all sorts of crazy things. Uh, we see what Andrew did, and we we, we just see what these yeah, young guys are doing. Polakoski did. Well, and, adding and insult to injury, like, had Nathan McKinnon kicking Christian Fisher's ass on that fight towards the end. I'm just like, should, I, I, I think these guys are just yeah. out of shape. Honestly, they're, they're, there's and part of them is not their fault because you know the rinks are closed, um, the uh, gyms are closed. Uh, you like the really good players have access to like you know personal like um, workout things, mm-hmm. but you know you got some of these guys who are just you know you know league average or you know young guys they don't have that access. So I just see a lot of the and, and I'm not just seeing it in. Um, in hockey, I'm seeing it in baseball, basketball. I'm just seeing like oh, these baseball's guys are, worse. Yeah, I'm just saying. Thank God we do not have Manfred as our commissioner. I think our commissioner um, Batman has done a great job of uh, just trying to make sure that the players are safe. Because while we had these bubbles, I don't think anyone's tested positive for the for the virus. Um, you know, every locked on host I think is stunned that we're called. Colleen Gary Bettman, the most competent of the commissioners of the four major sports. Let that fact sink in that pretty much every locked on host has said that. Would I you have believed that five, six months ago? Yeah, you've you've said it. I've said it. Would you have believed that six months ago? No, absolutely not. But I, I think he's done. Exactly. Great, he's done. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's done a hell of a job 
just uh, make sure we're all safe, making sure that we're, we're playing. And and some people were a little skeptical about bringing uh, a few extra teams into the bubble when it wasn't necessary. But, you know, you can't go straight into the playoffs uh, after the four-month hiatus. You need some sort of, like, uh, get your feet under you kind of thing. And I'm just like, he did an excellent job. Like, no one's testing positive for the virus. Uh, we haven't had too many incidents. Uh, incidents. Uh, yeah, we've had a few players back out, uh, but you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes it, it's it, it takes a toll on you mentally because you're you're just think of it as like you're on a college campus, but you can't leave that campus. Like you know, when, when I'm when I'm on a college campus, I can leave. Like I can go out to the city and you know do something, or I can go see my family. I could go see my friends, but you can't leave. Like literally, you can stay in your dorm. You can go to the gym. You can get food. That's it. You're on lockdown. I, I would have been nuts. Saying. I would have been nuts. What gets unnoticed here that people forget about, not only did Bettman get this bubble working, but people forget that he also got the players looking eye to eye as far as labor concerned. They extended their CBA another three, four years. Right, right. Don't forget about that. So we're not going to have a strike. We're going to have labor peace in the National Hockey League. Seriously? For the next yeah. six years? I know, and what? Here's, what, here's what the casual fan doesn't understand, Jason. It's that if the season were to be canceled, it does affect next year because people are like saying, cancel sports, it's not worth it. It won't affect next year. Unfortunately, it does because too much money's at stake. So if you cancel the, the case, season- In the case of baseball, it would affect the following other seasons as well. Right, it, it'll, you could risk not, remember 2005, I, I don't think you want to remember 2005, but remember when there was no season at all? No season at all. Like, no, none, no game. 2005, 2013, two big lockouts that happened in the National Hockey League. That's why I'm shocked that we're going to have no labor strife for the next six years. That's really why. And I'm and glad, when you go back to baseball. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just glad that, you know, I'm, I'm just glad the salary cap is established and the Devils could just uh, put their rebuild into full swing. We got a flat stat, salary cap, so... I'm just glad about that, but continue what you were saying. About yeah, I was just going to finish by saying that what Manfred is doing, it's putting the league at risk for 2022. Their CBA is going to expire in 16 months. And there's been a lot of disagreement between the Players Association and the owners. And they're still disagreeing on a lot of stuff. Uh, Rob Manfred had that damning statement three weeks ago to Tony Clark saying, look, you have to get your players in shape. They have to stop testing positive. Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and unilaterally cancel the season because too many players are testing positive. I'm shocked he hasn't done it yet because so far, almost I want to say 55 or 50-something 50 players have tested positive in MLB compared to the NHL, which is still at zero. NBA is at zero as well. It's because they're in bubbles. And that's why I was saying like, yeah. for, for baseball, they, they need to figure something out. Like, obviously, you can't do two host cities, but you need to find – I say four host cities and put uh, your teams there because otherwise you're just risking it because you, they, I know you want them to play in their home um, stadiums. You saw the Toronto Blue Jays. They said, we're not going to, the, the, the country of Canada said you cannot play here because, because they believe not, in science. because we do not want American teams coming in and out of the country, especially if they test positive. So they have to play in New York and it's just like uh, they, they need to figure something out. Baseball, um, not doing a great job. I said that in my in in an episode prior, but um, you see basketball and hockey, they're playing in bubbles. No one's testing positive. 
and we're playing. We're, we haven't we yeah. haven't had a stoppage. We haven't we, had we a can team go that off had topic on basketball. We can go off topic on basketball later because I am a big basketball fan. Also, <laughs> big that time. makes two of us. That makes two so, of us. Yeah, but we, we can know. go off topic later on in the podcast. You know, make me we'll make it a podcast about nothing. Uh, that happened to be one of my more popular ones earlier in the year was myself, Taylor Blake Ward, and DC Lundberg. We did a whole podcast, kind of Seinfeld-esque, a podcast about nothing. And it ended up being one of our most listened to episodes. So we yeah, can get into like, basketball later. Uh, you, had, you had mentioned something that I wanted to talk about. You mentioned the flat cap, and you mentioned, you mentioned the salary cap. Right. When you look at both of our teams, uh, and I alluded to this earlier, the Ducks have a lot of decisions to make, not next season, but the following season. Because something that both of our teams have to keep in mind, there's a 32nd team coming. And you're going to have to expose some of those players to the expansion draft. Right. Shout out to my guy, Ever so, you. I appreciate you. Uh, without him, I'm not in the situation I'm in. That's the Seattle Kraken's new play by play announcer. But, yes. Um, so happy to see those news. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to stop it there because we are out of time. But don't worry, there's still three more parts to this epic four-part crossover between the Ducks and the Devils. We still have a lot more to discuss. And you know what? You guys should stick around because uh, we are going to go off the topic. Like I said, we're not just going to be talking about hockey. We're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about Nickelodeon. We're going to talk about some of our favorite foods and what to eat or what not to eat because Jason's from California. I'm from Philadelphia. So definitely we have our different opinions of cuisine what we like to do in our spare time so you know what this is very epic and i'm i hope you guys are going to enjoy it but anyway as for today continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey stick around for the next three parts